This episode of the A-Square Podcast is brought to you by WolfsMainBeardCare.com. That's right, WolfsMainBeardCare.com for all your beard care products. And of course, my favorite product, the charcoal soap, because you got to keep your body fresh. Also, free shipping on orders $34.99 and more. Make sure you tell them the A-Square Podcast sent you. You are listening to the A-Square Podcast. Keep it locked, the A-Square Podcast. That's right, that's right, that's right. What up, baby? Hey, this is Kate Kemp, and you rocking with the A-Square Podcast. Be sure to click and subscribe. Cornbread. What up, dog? DJ A-Ron. A-Square Podcast. With information on entrance to the trade. Make sure you subscribe and share. Also, turn those notifications on to the podcast. Always keep your shoes by your feet. By your feet. Mr. Cornbread. Cornbreezy. All right, guys, this is the A-Squared Podcast with your boy DJ A-Ron alongside my brother Antonio, a.k.a. Cornbread. Right, man. Long story behind that cornbread, but we got to have it for him every Thanksgiving. That's a fact. (laughs) I'm hungry now. It's almost time. Yeah, that's facts. So um, we got some very special guests um, that's joining us today. Antonio, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce them? Um, yes. Uh, so for the A Square podcast community out there, um, I think breast cancer is something that needs to be talked about. Um, I don't think it's just a one month thing at all. Um, I have my grandmother is a breast cancer survivor. My aunt is a breast cancer survivor. And I have four younger sisters, you know, so as we get older, I don't know how things will turn out. Um, so I definitely wanted to have these individuals on. To discuss we might have some questions and i will relate us to them make sure that they listen to the podcast so today we have dr rylan gore and uh brett nizel with us from um north atlanta breast cancer how are you guys doing good how are you thanks for having me great great so the, the uh, first thing we always like to ask our um our, our guest when we first get started um just based on what's going on right now in the world uh, with COVID and everything like that, how are you guys doing? How's everything going? Man, it's good. My family, everybody still wants to get together and do these crazy things I don't agree with. And so <laughs> COVID makes it so easy for me to be like, I'm yeah. staying in the house. Yeah. COVID's been great for that. I'm staying in the house excuse. Yeah. But, you know, I've just been encouraging everybody to stay safe, including my patients. If something is wrong or you think you have the Rona, please don't show up to my office because people like to do that too. <laughs> just don't do it. Stay yeah. masked, stay yeah. healthy, wash your hands, you know? Yeah. I agree. It, you know, it, it makes everything we do so much more challenging and it's it's one of the things being able our thing with being part of the community and trying to get out into the community makes it so much tougher and we actually just had one of our first community uh health screenings for prostate cancer uh, a couple weeks ago and the steps that we had to take for that is just <clears throat> so much more complicated now but we we go to those lengths just to make sure that we can still provide you know for our communities that you know, can't get out and do those kind of things normally. So, but I agree with you, Dr. Gore, just being able to keep everyone safe is the biggest thing. You know, uh, we got Halloween tonight and, you know, kids again want to go out trick-or-treating. I have a three-year-old at home and he's all gung-ho for trick-or-treating. So right. it's going to be a challenge to see how that goes. Especially bringing somebody else's candy into your house. 
you know? Exactly. So you know, the neighborhood that we're going to has already made COVID stipulations. All candy is going to be uh, pre-bagged in baggies and everything. So there's cool. the least amount of contact going on. Uh, no, no knocking on doors. Everything's going to be handled at the top of the street and everything. So we'll see how it goes. I'll have to email you guys on Monday. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, so uh, you guys said you listened to a couple of our podcasts, you know, and so we would love for you guys to kind of give your background on who you guys are, um, what kind of got you into this field and how things are going. So we can start with Dr. Gore. So I'm a breast surgical oncologist, and that's just a bunch of fancy words to say a breast cancer surgeon. I did medical school, of course, you know, college. I did medical school at Morehouse School of Medicine here in Atlanta. And then I did my general surgery training in Chicago. So I was at Rush uh, University Medical Center in Cook County. And then I went on to specialize. I did a fellowship so that I could train specifically to take care of breast cancer patients. And so I went to Brooklyn at Maimonides Medical Center. And now I'm back home in Atlanta. And so those are kind of the, I took the scenic route because I went to grad school before I even went to medical school. But um, I'm here now, and it's been an honor, you know, being home and being able to take care of these women and men, because men do get breast cancer, um, in my community, where I grew up. So, so you mentioned, um, I mean, is this something that you knew for sure you wanted to go into the medical field that you wanted to go into? Because I've talked to some doctors, and they're like, kind of started somewhere, and then they were like, okay, I'm kind of like college, you know what I'm saying? Like, you start somewhere, and then you're like, uh, I'm going to change it to this and I'm going to focus on on this. Is this something that you went into originally? Oh, yeah. I've always had laser focus since I was a kid. I've known since I was like 11 years old, I'm going to be a doctor. And I kind of stuck with it and, you know, planned my steps based on that. But I've always known that that's something I wanted to do. Nice. Okay. You, Brett? Aaron, mine, mine's more kind of like what you said. I, I kind of fell into the health industry i actually started out going for marketing and going for my degree in marketing became a personal trainer here in atlanta and really just kind of fell in love with helping people with you know their personal self and everything through uh, personal training and that kind of transcribed into what i grew up with both of my parents were teachers and i saw them you know helping kids at school better themselves and that really rubbed off on me. And so I translated it more to adults trying to better themselves. And I happened to come across the position at Northside Hospital. So I am a community health advocate at Northside Hospital now for the Cancer Institute. And so what we do is we go out into the community. We try to provide services for people who don't have insurance or they you know, lack health care coverage, that kind of thing. Just trying to make them more aware of their bodies as far as what to take care of themselves, you know, whether it's a screening, you know, breast cancer screening, prostate screening, or if it's just general knowledge, you know, there, there's a lot people don't know when it comes to cancer risk factors. Right. So we try to provide that to the community that way and everything. Okay. And we would like to get into those things. Um, okay. I think the first thing I would, my question would be, um, is Dr. Gore, you said men and women get breast cancer. And I think that's, something that needs to be said, right? And so if you don't mind, obviously elaborate more on that. And then what are some signs or ways to check to see if, okay, 
Um, maybe my dad or my mom had breast cancer, so maybe I should get checked earlier or I got lumps or whatever. You know, mind talking about that? Oh, absolutely. I always like to start out with some statistics because people need to know exactly the impact of what the disease is. And so each year, over 275,000 women will get diagnosed with breast cancer. But it's important to note that that number includes invasive disease. There is non-invasive breast cancer that people don't think about. And for whatever reason, those numbers don't get lumped into the main number. And so the actual number of new breast cancer cases each year is well over 300,000 people. And so what's funny to me is, you know, making the correlation between, you know, the COVID pandemic and breast cancer. And just as many people have died from COVID as will get diagnosed with breast cancer. But for whatever reason, we're acting like it's not a big deal and that it's acceptable that that many people died. And so I'm like, everybody freaks out when mom or grandma or whoever gets diagnosed with breast cancer, but we don't want to do other steps to take care of, you know, our whole health. 40,000 women will die each year from breast cancer. There are well over, you know, two, three million people living with breast cancer right now um, who are survivors. As far as the men go, because it impacts you guys too, over 2,600 cases each year. So only 1% of breast cancer cases, but it's still enough because men just don't, a lot of my men patients, they don't, they're, they're surprised. They're freaking out because they're in a waiting room full of women. And they were like, never in my life did I think I would have on a pink robe having to get a mammogram, right. you know, every year. But it's a, it's a big deal. And pairing it down to the African-American community, because I have a lot of patients who look like me who I'm taking care of, Black women are 40% more likely to die from breast cancer than their white um, counterparts. And the same is true for Black men. They're more likely to die from breast cancer. Black people are more likely to be diagnosed at later stages. And, you know, the very aggressive breast cancer, triple negative breast cancer, uh, Black women are more likely to be diagnosed um, with that as well, 21% versus 10 to 12% of white women. And so this is something that has a huge impact. And so people come in, they'll have a lump. And sometimes it's amazing to me that people don't even know their own bodies. I'll have women that say, I don't touch my own. I never examine myself. Like, why would I do that? It's a breast. Why would I do that? Well, it's your body part. And I think we've over-sexualized so many things that common sense just goes out the door. You need to know what your body feels like, you know? And so sometimes they come in with huge masses. Sometimes I can't even do anything about it. But certainly if you feel a mass, if, and for men and women, if there's nipple discharge, that's of concern to me. Um, um, nipple retraction, any kind of dimpling of the skin. Um, sometimes just the change in the size of the breast, one becomes much larger or much smaller than the other. That can be a cause for concern. And so these are all warning signs. And that means you need to go and get screened, get some help. Right. I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, so, um, this is something that's been talked about. I've been hearing it on radio. I've been hearing it a lot. You know, you mentioned it, the prostate examinations. Um, at, at what age do you recommend uh, people to go and get checked? It, it's kind of aligned the same with uh, breast cancer screenings now. Um, it used to be 45 for men, but that's slowly coming over to the 40 range. And like Dr. Gore said, if there's a family history, obviously you're going to be getting screened, you know, earlier if there's a family history there. Um, you know, genetics plays a huge role when we're talking about both breast cancer 
and prostate cancer. Really, all tissue-based cancers, you know, genetics plays some sort of role in it. So you want to make sure you're you're keeping an eye out for it. So we we normally for our screenings at uh, our community screenings, 45 is the age right now. Um, we'll we'll make exceptions if there's family history involved and everything. But I, you know. If you have knowledge that you've got something going on in your family or, you know, you, you feel wrong, you know, go for that screening sooner than later, uh, especially for, for us men. Like, you, you hit the nail on the head. We hate going to the doctor. We hate it. We yeah. avoid it like no, nothing else. Um, that's why we start off with PSA blood tests when we do our community screenings. It's the least invasive way to do it. It gives you a good baseline. And from there, you know, when we send the results back, if there's some abnormal, abnormal abnormality going on, then we ask the patient to come back in. We'll do another, you know, PSA blood test, and we'll do the full screening at that point too. Um, my next question would be: um, Let's talk about the timeline. Let's say today, um, I don't. I'm gonna make up a person because I don't want to put bad energy on somebody. So, <laughs> uh, female A gets notices something in her breast today, October 31st. Um, what are the next steps and what's the timeline look like for her becoming a survivor? You know, like how long does that look like? Do, will they show up to the hospital? Will they call first, see Brett, see you? I don't know. How does, how does the timeline work? Some patients do show up to the hospital. They'll go to the emergency room and hopefully from there, if they do decide to go that route, um, they'll get an ultrasound or whatever baseline imaging they can manage to get in the ER. They usually can't get screening mammograms from an ER. And then they'll be referred to a breast surgeon or a general surgeon. I think it's important for people to know too, you need to, when it comes to breast care, when it comes to specific cancers, I think it's so important to go to somebody who specializes in that. And you know, that's almost all they do because they have different information versus a general practitioner or a general surgeon who, you know, while they're trolling the ER for um, people with an appendicitis, they're also trying to scoop up the breast cancer patients. This is all I do, you know, even though I know how to do an appendectomy, you know what I mean? Um, some patients, if they feel something, I have patients that call my office and say, they refer themselves. They're like, I don't have a referral. I don't have a primary care physician, but this is what I'm feeling and I'm scared. And so sometimes it happens like that, or they go to Department of Public Health. I have a, a lot of patients that come from the Department of Public Health with me or their primary care physician. And from there, we're getting imaging, biopsy if we need to. Not all masses are cancer. And so it just kind of depends on what the imaging looks like. And then we kind of go down that rabbit hole. But I will say from first visit to surgery in a patient that's diagnosed with breast cancer, it's usually no more than two weeks. I get them, I want it taken care of very quickly. Are, are there some um, preventative measures that people can do? Is is that something that's that's actual pop, like possible? To Not for breast cancer. And so oh. it's crazy. People are like, "How did I? How did this happen to me? I work out and I'm eating all these fruits and vegetables, and this happened to me. Like, what's going on?" 
but there really isn't anything you can really do to prevent breast cancer. One thing we do, patient, do tell patients is to maintain a healthy weight, just because if you're overweight or obese, it increases your risk of developing breast cancer. It's not guaranteed, but it does increase your risk. What people don't know is outside of the ovaries, which create the female hormones, you know, estrogen and progesterone, fat is the largest reservoir of estrogen and progesterone. And so women are like, I'm postmenopausal. How did this even happen? Because you need to go work out. You're a little fluffy. And so I'm guilty too. I need to work out as well. But that's one thing that people can do and it's super easy. And then alcohol intake has actually been associated with um, breast cancer risk. And so if you drink two to three drinks per night, every, every single day, it increases your risk by approximately 20%. I think the big word there, Dr. Gore, that you said is, is risk. You know, there, there's really, all you can do is, you know, do things to reduce risk factors and everything. Um, you know, as far as preventative measures goes, I agree with Dr. Gore, what she said. So just to kind of jump on with that, being healthy, uh, when we're at our, at our community events, we have our table and we're, we're talking with individuals. That's the big thing that we tell them to do is here are the things that you can do to help reduce your risk factors. And like she said, you know, being healthy, exercise, uh, there's certain foods that you can eat that will help reduce those risk factors. You know, a lot of plant-based foods are going to help reduce those risk factors and everything. Um, but yeah, as far as preventive measures go, you can have a perfectly healthy individual who will unfortunately, you know, develop cancer and it's just one of those things so that's why we tell people reduce the risk factors do what you can with your body around you and everything that you're not you know increasing the chance of that happening but reducing the risk factors involved some of it is just bad luck to be completely honest i had a patient in new york um she was 25 every single woman in her family dad's side and mom's side, every single woman developed breast cancer before the age of 40. And they got genetic testing, it was negative, completely negative. And she's like, what's going on? How come every single woman in my family gets breast cancer? And she decided to go ahead and get prophylactic mastectomies and reconstruction before it happened to her because she knew it was gonna happen. And so while the overwhelming majority of patients with a new breast cancer diagnosis don't have a family history, 75% of new patients will not have a family history. You cannot, you know, um, take that family history for granted. And so if you guys decide to get genetic testing and it's negative, but you see, okay, there's three people with prostate cancer, two people with breast cancer, something is going on, even if the genetic testing doesn't show anything. And so it's important to be mindful of that. And it's important to talk about family history. There's so many families who don't even want to talk about it. And they're so secretive. And you're like, he died from something like how come nobody is saying anything about it because this can impact me and this can potentially impact my future kids like we need to talk about this and so that's one thing I encourage people to do across the board talk about that family history if you're one of those families that you know trying to figure out your whole ancestry and you get genetic testing and all of that and talk about those results too I think that's big you know that, that comes from the past generation right like you know, our parents and their parents, they weren't open about, you know, their health and wellness and everything. If something happened in the family, it stayed within the family. And so, you know, now in our generation where there's more, you know, technology involved, more communication, that's, that trend is starting to change a little bit. 
especially with you know younger generations but still people you know just don't want to talk about something negative that's going on in their life and so again that's something in the community that we preach be open about it especially with your physician and everything Um, even if you don't feel comfortable talking about to a physician talk about it with your family you know if you if you give it a once over with your family maybe you'll have you know a change of heart and this is something that hey i really do need to get this checked out kind of thing so how can people reach uh both of you um you know to say thank you or maybe you have any last words for our listeners out there uh we'll start with you dr gore um last words number one know your family history number two know yourself get screened starting at 40 if there's something else going on or certainly if you feel something you got to say something and then you got to seek help so that we can screen you earlier and then you have to remember that you know especially in 2020 unless you're just super 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 late stage and this is called very late breast cancer is not a death sentence and we have so many different tools in our arsenal to help patients and so don't be afraid to speak up and I'm easy to find. I'm with North Atlanta Breast. The website is www.northatlantabreast.com. And I'm across all, you know, social media platforms at Ryland Gore MD. So I'm really easy to find. I was about to follow you. To follow. <laughs> <laughs> follow me. How about you, Brett? So any last words that I've got to say about this is just, you know, get, get out, get screened. Um, like Dr. Gore, I can't emphasize that enough, especially men. Get screened, gentlemen. Um, you know, we, we hate going to the doctor. I'm guilty of it just as much as the next person. And I work for the hospital. (laughs) So so I, I, I am definitely better about it now than what I was, especially being in this profession and being just more knowledgeable about, you know, the different types of cancers that we are at risk for. So don't, don't be afraid. Put, put those fears aside at the minimum. If you have never had a prostate screening and you're 40 or over, or you have that family history, at least get a PSA blood test. That is, it's not hard to do. We've all had blood drawn before. Go, go get that early, that, that screening that way, and then go from there kind of thing. But other than that, take care of your body. Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions of your physician or somebody else. Just uh, be aware. That's my big thing. Well, before we start, I'm a man of my word, and we'll get into it later in the episode. Yeah, we definitely but, got, we definitely got to talk because I need I, you to address yeah, me, bro. I'm, I'm a man of my word okay. to all the listeners out there. What's so, my name, somebody, bro? Somebody, hold what, on, hold, let me let me, let me set name, it up. Bro. Let me set it up, bro. Let me set it up. Somebody listened to the interview, or not the interview, the episode after the Super Bowl happened, bro. Uh huh. So they said, oh, I can't wait to the next episode. <laughs> they did me dirty. But we dropped the interview, so they had to wait. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a man of my word. It was my bet, and I lost. So DJ Aaron, you the GOAT, bro. Yo, the I'm goat. the GOAT, bro. The I, goat. Told you, the I, goat. Told I told you. I told you. And we're going to talk about you, it. We're going to talk about it. I just wanted to set that it. off straight. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you was going to forget, but I wasn't going to forget. I, right? I got it written down, bro. Okay, I, wasn't I gonna wasn't going to forget. I'm a I was going to make sure. I was going to make sure that you didn't Trust forgive. Me, I know. I know. you was going to catch the energy. So I have to give <laughs> the same energy on the back end. So you the GOAT. All right, go ahead. Say what you got to say about the documentaries. Uh. We got Super Bowl, um, man. Let's yeah. just get to it, bro. Let's get to let's, it, man. Let's just you know, get we are, to it. We are a week and a half behind. So let's What's talk my about name, it. bro? 
You the you the goat, man. All right, I just wanted to make sure, bro. You the goat. So to the listeners you- out there, the reason. So, <laughs> uh, me and Aaron discussed who we're gonna win for the Super Bowl, right? And we had different teams. He had Tampa Bay, and I had the Chiefs. And I came up with this great, brilliant idea of whoever loses has to call the other a goat for the whole episode. Yeah. And as you can tell by me calling Aaron the goat, I lost. That's right. And it was an ugly loss, too, bro. Like, it wasn't even... They couldn't even score a touchdown, bro. Can we talk about some politics right now, man? Man, I guess, man. Let's go and get into it. So, just a little politics on, you know what? We were the first month in for the Biden administration, man. So, he he got a couple bills um, in the running, um, trying to get passed. A lot of them is, obviously, the vaccine. He said... Um, he thinks about 300 million vaccines should be available to the public by July. I think he changed it from April to July. So um, if you haven't got your vaccination and you want to get one, just stay patient or keep looking, you know, in your state to see when you can get one. I know a lot of things are happening, too, with the vaccinations that they expire. Right. So if people aren't getting them, they might open it up to your county or your city or whatever and say, hey, just come and get them because they're about to expire. You know, so. Uh, that does happen. So pay attention to that. If you still want to get vaccinated, uh, just always remember it's two shots. You get your first dose and three weeks later, you got to get your second dose. So don't skip on that one. And four weeks later, you grow uh, oh, wings oh. in the tail. Oh, well, I haven't seen that yet. So we'll see because a lot of people are reaching their four weeks. So we'll see. Bro. <laughs> it's coming. We'll see. Uh, um, two big things that happened in the past week. Um, so stimulus checks, uh, they were passed, but we don't know when they would go into maybe March. March. They're still um, trying to figure out the. Um, they, it was passed. It was. It, I don't. I don't know how they. Because I saw that Senator Harris. Uh, excuse me, Madam Vice President yeah, Harris. Bro, come on, man. Uh, Got to get that right. Um, I know she was the the one vote that you know made it fifty one fifty or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? But they still have to agree on the amounts or something like that. No, so, so I think I think the fourteen hundred is clear. But I think the but it's the, the other trillion, stuff, yes, the other stuff that's in included with the stimulus, right? Right. That's what's so the stimulus package, I think, is is voted on. Everybody's gonna get hopefully fourteen hundred or under, right? Right. <clears throat> with the same rules that apply for twenty twenty. But it's the fifty trillion dollars that they have to allocate to students, to um, you know, obviously small businesses, to education, to health, all that stuff. The whole package. That's what's holding things up. So. Right. Um, as I said, always with the first two stimulus checks, have a plan for it. Um, you know, if you could save it, save it. If if you got to pay your rent or mortgage, pay that. You know, don't go out, go buy some fresh Jordans, a new watch. None of that shit matter right now. People are <laughs> are losing their places and dying, man. So so just be smart with your money. Um, and also uh, Biden's big thing was when he got into presidency, he was going to try to give like a student loan. Uh, credit or or erase up to thirty thousand dollars in in student loan debt in a big week. Everybody was like, "Hey, hey, can we put that in there? We should be good." And I think he shut it down. So <laughs> yeah, so he yeah. shut his shit down that that he said he was going to do. So, but obviously it's different he, when he you changed it. He changed it though. He said he said no, hey, no, we can't, we got to readjust yeah, it. We got to so, adjust it because he's like, man, we, I think that money could be allocated to something else. So if there wasn't a pandemic, he might have 
you know, said, okay, well, let's try to make it work. But well, he knew there was a pandemic oh, when he was no, running. No, no, so no, I don't want to hear that. It's a They're, fact. That's, I'm going hey. off of what he said. You're right. So, don't shoot the message. So, hey, no, bro. Hold <laughs> these people accountable, bro. Yeah, but hold these people accountable. Now, I don't know if he said he might do a $10,000 or credit 10, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, what the, but now the Democrats are mad at him because he said what yeah, he said. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. This only the first month. So yeah. get ready, though. Yeah. So it's a lot going on with that. Um, what else is going on with politics? And then I'll Th- also your prayers, boy- Th- Thawson sending positive vibes to everybody down there in Texas, too, Bro, man. That's what I was going to get into. Right when I say uh, your boy didn't get impeached, that was the net last thing. Yeah. Um. So, so yep, he can run again in four years to the listeners out there. So get ready. He will hey, get he ready. Will. I just I just saw um that he's having some town hall or something. Uh. Next week or something like that. So yeah, it's 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 coming back around. It's it's definitely coming back around. Yeah. So, so. Texas man, last week they had what a hundred and thirty three car pile up because two inches of ice on the road. Ten people died. People been without water, power, um, just just the necessities to to live, man, for about a week and some change, man. So shout out to Texas. And Ted, Ted Cruz said, "I'm getting the fuck out of here, man." Man, he, he chilling. First bro. flight out, bro. <clears throat> he First flight out. <laughs> Cancun here. I that come, shit baby. is crazy, baby. Bro, how do they? How do they? How how can these people just blatantly lie directly to your face, bro? You this mean, man bro? said, "I was trying to be a good father." Yeah, you know when you when your daughter asks you to do something, you do it. <laughs> Get the fuck Facts. out of here, bro. Facts, dog. I'm with him, he bro. Said, he said he's he said I had every intention yeah. to have my Zoom meetings. Yeah, Facts. I had every they got intention internet. Every, yeah, but but then I realized I think it's, I think this is wrong and I need to be at home. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get COVID tested when he came back? Hey, Ted Cruz left Texas with a Texas mask on. He got to Mexico and put a Mexican flag on his yeah, face, boy. Talk to him. He said, he said I was going to come back on Saturday. Yeah. He said, I already had my ticket to come back on Saturday. They said that lie detector test said that was a lie. Your shit didn't have, it didn't say nothing about you coming back. He said he was only going to spend the night there, but he had a big ass suitcase when he was, yeah. when he was going. Yeah. 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 Big ass suitcase, one day though. One yeah. day, yeah. All right, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, I talked to a couple people in Texas, checked on them, man. But they said uh, their power is starting to come back on um, and get water. Uh, it wasn't a hundred percent, you know, across Texas, but many yeah. places like like in Houston and stuff, um, in Austin. Um, but you know, what's some what's some driving in the in the in the winter, man? What's some tips you would give to the listeners out there? Because me and you come from from that. You know what I'm saying on. What's some tips? Like mine would be, you know, when you when you on some ice or something, you got to pump your brakes, right? Like don't just slam Absolutely. on the brakes because that shit's going to lock them up and you're going to slide further. So pump on your brakes and stuff like that. You got anything? Yeah, start pumping the brakes before you, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to be going 35 miles an hour coming to a red light, bro. Right, facts. Start slowing down. You know what I'm saying? Like use common sense. That's how I see it. But I understand that these people don't get this. They don't get this. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, this right. ain't something that they That's get. why we're telling them. Yeah. So, so yeah, pump your brakes um, and drive slow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know a big cities, places, they're, they're, they're always, you know, in a rush to get get places. Plan your day. You, you know that right. there's a storm. You know that there's ice on the road. You know it's snow out there. You know it's nasty out there. Hella traffic. So, you know what? If you normally have to leave an hour to get to work, hey, 
you you might need to just do two and a half hours to be safe. Get there, park your car, go get some coffee, you know, whatever it is that you got to do, but give yourself ample enough time to get to where you have to go. Don't think because it normally takes you an hour. It's going to still take you an hour. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to him. New music came out, man. Shout out Jim Jones. I was just about to say that. Another person who's been on the inter- uh, the Another podcast, person. man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. put respect, bro. This is what I'm saying, bro. Like, y'all be okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, they know. I'm going to treat y'all like Tom Brady now. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll treat their ass like Adrian Bronner. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what Adrian Bronner say last time? <laughs> Get this nigga he out said, of He here. said, hey, I came in to the fight with $13. We flipped that motherfucker into thirteen million. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be, it's gonna be. What do you say? Having sex, Rolex, and popping bottles. He I said, but come for the weekend. He said, I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> but but come Monday, come Monday, we say you gonna do something and hit the bags, hit the bags and something. I said, this dude is a nut, bro. He has got to be up there with the greatest people on mic ever, bro. Like he's a him- reality show. That's why does it, why is he not in wrestling, bro? Why does he not have a reality show? You know what we missing, bro? Like flavor flav. Like, remember, like that he shut everything oh down for like five God, years, right? Bro. Like, yeah. like Adrian Bronner. I don't know his his relationship situation, but he was like a up. dating he, show, though. Like, like yeah. I will tune in for that, bro. Like, <laughs> I need that. Like, he needs to be training for a fight and like a dating show at the same time. Like, just all in one. I'm I take my money. You got it. They said when he was in court, bro. They said he was. They said he was built like a potato. <laughs> he said, "Listen, Judge, I got thirteen dollars." Said I just borrowed money to pay my bills. Who are these people that loan you the money? No, they friends. don't. Them. They just give them to me. They don't they give, even loan them. Or yeah. Give me the money. Hey, the money. He said, "Friends, people that people that people that know me." Ray you know hey, man. He just started naming off people. <laughs> Adrian Braun is a classic, man. He said we flipped that thirteen dollars to thirteen million. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, man? Hey, man, come on, man. Y'all better start respecting us, man. <laughs> I think I think they get the picture. They do. We got the listeners, man. We got the people that um that, that rock with us, though. No, you know? man, start respecting they with us, us, man. They they you, they respect. You, us, you ain't bro. gonna know who we bringing on, man. Like, just stop asking. Stop questioning us. Sending a sending the messages. Send, yeah, don't don't send somebody to my house talking about who the next person on the episode. Yeah. No, yeah. bro. Just sit back. You know what I'm saying? Smoke your little stogie. You know what I'm <laughs> Sip your little wine with the pinky up, man. <laughs> I you love know, it, bro. Sunday and just just enjoy enjoy the show, man. Enjoy the show, man. So Antonio, um, speaking of our listeners, our loyal listeners and um that's out there, man. Um that don't know what's going on. Uh, let's break down last week. We had a very special guest on, um, a dope, a dope, um, a battle rapper. Tony, tell them, um, what happened and why the episode was so short because I am sick of getting these messages <laughs> you on know why what? it was and, so short. And that's so, good though. You know what I'm saying? That means people good. want more of us, man. So that's good. So first said, off, so, so the first person said our loyal listener, uh James Richardson, uh-huh. said he, up, he hit me. He said he said um he said I waited a whole week for 28 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I said, be easy, bro. So, Antonio, why don't you tell them yeah. what's going on, What, what, why it was shorter than our normal show? So, 
first off, man, you know, we we respect everybody's time who comes up here, right? So absolutely, when we reach out to individuals or even some re- individuals reach out to us, we don't we don't control how much time they give us. I, and, and I'm I never am. I don't know about Aaron. He might want to control that, but I'm not right. If you could drop 10 minutes of jewels on me, if P did, he say, hey, I got five minutes. I, hey, I'm going to ask as many questions in that five minutes and we're going to keep it pushing, bro. You know, so <clears throat> um, easy to block Captain, man. Uh, 2020 was a huge year for him, man, um, in battle rap. And his time is precious now, bro. That's why we try to catch people before they blow up, man. Even with um, Darius Lamar, remember, like he's a he's an up and coming R&B. You know, if he make million dollars and he a platinum recording artist, we might not get an hour with him next time. Right. We might only get the 15, 20 minutes. So just to let the people know, um, he actually said he was only free for 15 minutes and he gave us 28. Right. So, hey, we almost doubled that, you know, and it was a good conversation. Absolutely. And typically um, we will do a whole episode and then just have the artist come on. But due to you having to travel um you know you having to to be here yeah for, i attended attended my uh aunt's funeral that i talked about uh, a couple weeks ago so she had right. a funeral yeah so we weren't able to do a whole show but today we here on today, that app, today we got time we got time today we got time today <laughs> yeah jamie what you want three hours you better listen to every bit of it too boy and recite it from yeah front to facts. Back too. facts start start with wolfman facts start with that <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners out there that know me, you know, I've been listening to Battle Rap for about 20 years now, man. I've been in the thick of it from Detroit to New York to Atlanta. Um, and we got a uh, battle rapper on here, man. That was one of the hottest up-and-comer uh, battle rap stars of 2020, man. And we definitely reached out to him to see if he can, you know, bless the show for a little bit. So easy to block, Captain. Welcome to A Square Podcast, man. Yo, yo, what's going on? I appreciate y'all for having me. And all, um, yeah, what's going on with y'all? Man, everything's good, man. I just want to say before we even get started, uh, um, the fact that you put in, uh, you know, in your battle, uh, the Saint Lunatic Bar. I just want to come out with that one. That listen, that was showing love to the Midwest for me. Right, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, I'm from right, the, right. I'm from the Midwest, so here in that bar, I I grabbed my boy next to me. We in the house watching it. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> so I felt like I was there. I, I instantly I'm that. a fan. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, King. I appreciate that. Um, absolutely. Uh, you know, for all our guests, we give you opportunity to kind of just tell the listeners a little bit of, you know, mm-hmm. your background. You know, you from Philly. So just tell us a little bit of, uh, about that. Um, Easy to block, Captain. I'm um, sure that y'all know by now. If y'all don't know, please get in tune and familiar. This is about to be a movement. It's going to be a crazy 2021 I just want people to pay attention and watch all the moves that's about to be made because it's about to be real quick and swift to the top real fast. You know what I mean, <laughs> I think I felt the formula or whatever. But um, yeah, I'm from Philly. Um, I'm I'm like a you know I guess you can say the cliche things. I'm like the product of my my own environment as much as you know it's pretty much how the you know the uh like the hood growing young bulls is or whatever like that. But I mean, my story just a tad bit a little different. Instead of going into it, it's just like the generation before me was going through some wild things. So my 
parents was already wild. You know what I mean? I don't like we, that. We so, that too. We right, right, right. So they was living how they was living, and you know that affected me and my brothers the way we moved around a lot and all that. So um, it kind of reflects kind of some of the things that I rap about because it'd be like you know growing up, you've seen a lot of shit, and then. Even pe- I know people say that you know you can change and you can change. I am because I am a product of that too of changing as well. But it's hard to see something your whole life and do not adapt to even a little bit of that. You dig what I'm saying? Like because that's the only thing you know. You don't know anything else. So you know that you know continued in through my teenage years into my young adulthood. So you know basically you know it's um more not of a struggle story it's more of a lesson that's why i say like it's a lesson in every bar instead of just try, trying to paint picture like the struggle because in the struggle is like yo this is pain 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 the lessons is pain in how you can get out of it. right so right. you dig what i'm saying yeah you I mean i'm trying to teach you as well but letting you know that this shit ain't easy though either you know what i mean some some people you know what i'm saying some people can do it you know you said that you you know, you you can you was a rapper and you you adapted to this and you became that. You know what I'm saying? And, and you're dope at it. Um, there are a lot of rappers who have tried to do this mm-hmm. and tried to battle, and it and it, it made them look bad. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so, what are some of the things that you did have to adapt to in order to you know what I'm saying become what are you top ten right now? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Top, yeah, top 10, ten. I was voted voted for champion uh top 10 and appreciate yeah. that that you know what i would like you know this is the first you know interview i did after that so i would like to say you know appreciate the fans man because the fans is is the reason why i'm here you dig what i'm saying i think is i just wanted to be genuine with niggas i just wanted to be authentic i didn't want to like try to change any of myself and i bring it to you how I bring it to anybody, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like if you can respect who I am, like just me, then you're always going to fuck with me, bottom line, because I'm never going to change. I'm going to be me. You know what I mean? The only thing I did to actually adapt into battle rap was be direct. You know what I mean? Like, because it took me a few years to understand, like, the aspect of battle rap is attacking. You know, just regular rap, you can spit some bars and you can be fired, but the battle rap, you still have to attack. So, you know I mean, as far as that, that's what I learned. Though. That's what I did at that, as far as, you know, the attacking measure. Do you think, Philly, do you, do, go ahead, Tony, go ahead. I was going to say, and you can tell the growth, um, you know, from going to your, let's say, YouTube battles, you mm-hmm. know, when you got you versus twerk, um, mm-hmm. drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another one that I had to go back, because I'm like, by the time you got to me, or, you know, I, I'm, I watch battle rap every day, right? Right. I hear easy to block captain. I'm like, all right, all right who is he? So I'm watching mm-hmm. your battles on URL. I'm like, bro, this dude is fire, bro. You know what I'm saying? So when I mm-hmm. have to go back, you can tell the growth because, like you right. said, it's more direct now. Right. And I think that's where you found your niche and, and you off and running now, man. So, right. Right. Yeah. Look, I mean, it's... Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you do you think, um, do you think Philly rappers, um, overlooked by uh whether it's radio whether it's um media you know what i'm saying and all that when it comes to like the philly rappers and then of course the new york rappers you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and like the new york play and and on, on their radio and and in the clubs and whatnot do you think philly artists get overlooked I mean, I would say probably more in battle rap, maybe not mainstream a little bit, because right now you would just say, what, the South is taking over this shit? Like, drill music right now is kind of, like, right. taking over. So even New York is kind of taking, like, a little hit a little bit, you know what I mean? It ain't, like, like as many 
New all well, you know how New York used to have that one wave. It was like all of them all at the same time. Right. Now it's like, what do you mean? We had Pop Smoke, R.I.P. to him, and then you know before it was just it was like Takashi. <laughs> what do you mean? Like it was it was it was like I mean for real though. It was slowly becoming like the New York wave was slowing down. So like the tri-state area was slowing down. We you know the last few years we still produced Uzi, we still produced Meek. You know what I'm saying right. the last five years we still got a few. I think Philly keeping up as far as mainstream, you know what I mean? You know, per, you know, I think it was more underground. I mean, even underground, we kind of doing well. I think it's battle rap. It was just Philly known for flow. Yeah, you know what I'm saying right. like yeah. we known for flow, rhythm, and cadence, and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like you, they say is, is like the home of the spitters. Like we know how to, you know, like rap, but like that's what we're good for. So when it comes to battle rap. Some people just can't adjust, just like you were saying. The adjustment, like the battle right. rap, is a little more tedious, man. Battle rap is a little more tedious. You just can't rap, man. You just can't rap. Well, it is. It will make it seem like you can't rap in battle rap. It's weird, man. Like, a, yeah, like Cicero. Cicero, my like was one of my favorite in Philly, man. Like as far as rapper goes, but in battle rap world. Is it you don't use like it makes you like damn is this still the same you know what I'm saying like you like so it's just like I think we just don't got a big following in the battle rap world and that even that can transpire to big shit we can still get you dig what I'm saying like that like you know I felt that way I felt that way I'm gonna let you finish Tony but I felt that way uh when Joe Button went against uh was it Hollow yeah when he went Hollow to die I felt I felt that way like look we. Button's got bars, you know what I'm saying? Button mm-hmm. can rap. We know that, you know what I'm saying? But when he got up there, it was just, couldn't, he couldn't do it. He couldn't adapt. It, he couldn't, it was different. different. It was different. different. Right. Yeah. yeah, you got to be careful. You get out there and right. get embarrassed like right. Nate Robinson. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if nobody can get embarrassed. I, I think that might be the limit right there. I think that might be a limit. I don't know. What's more difficult? writing the bars or remembering them? Because you know, different battlers have, you could tell, like I think 40 bars said, writing them is the easy part, remembering, but other people said they remember stuff in their sleep, like Danny Myers, he remembers stuff in his sleep or JC, mm-hmm. but when they write them, it takes a longer process. So what's more difficult for you? Depending on the battle, you okay. know what I mean? Like it all, it all depends on the battle. Um, <laughs> to me, I can say maybe 60, 40 writing. Okay. If I had to, give a percentage or maybe 65, 35, and I'll edge that to the writing part. Cause I take writing, what's crazy, I use more time writing than I use more time to make it over my head. I would I would rather the shit be masterful. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 and as long as I know I got enough time, I'll, I'll if, I, if, I, if I know I'm short on time memorizing, I, bro, I'll call over work, bro. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? And I just, I just it was be in the studio all day and I just start memorizing all day because at the end of the day, it's still a business. Like, like it's, like, it's my brand still. It's still a business. So I prep talk myself every battle. I be like, just don't go up there and choke. I know what I'm going to go up there and sound like. I'm going to sound somewhat of good. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I'm not going to always say it would be 100% because it's still a sport. So you might not know what happens on any given day, but I know how I prepare. I prepare to win. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, I prepare to win. That's why I don't really like taking two week battles. Right. Um, my last question. Um, I think yes, you kind of touched on it a little bit from your previous answer. Tell the people um what you got going on. I think you said you had a photo shoot. You know, 
Yeah, know, yeah, we got to um the merch, man. Let the people know where they can reach you, how they can, you know, they want to send you a message or follow you. Let right. people what's up. Right, please follow me at Easy to Block Cap. It's Easy Block Cap and that's everywhere. That's Twitter, that's Instagram. Um Easy to Block Cap and is my YouTube Caffeine. I do have the exclusive show on Caffeine. Y'all can download that. Easy to Block Cap hit the star and I um I do live. I do live streams there. Um, we got something special coming up. I do have another URL battle coming up soon. Okay, good luck. Um, contract just got signed and, and locked in. It's going to be special for y'all. Y'all going to love this one. You know what I'm saying? Y'all definitely going to love this one. So, you know, the, um, the merch, um, the website is getting worked on right now. Y'all can actually go on there and see what we're trying to do, but y'all can't order nothing right now. So y'all can just DM me if y'all want something ASAP. But within the next seven days, we should have the website up and running. Just so merch can just go smooth and all that. So what's the website? It's www.guttercity.com. I'm checking it right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. City yeah, bro. Yeah, all we right. yeah we updating it and all of that right now to try to you know try to get it together. It's just right, me we- and the squad. <laughs> And this is a very special edition of the A-Squared Podcast because not only are we um, doing our regular show, but we're doing it in person this time. It's, it's, been a, it's been a minute since we've been sitting right next to each other, man. So the first thing I want to say is, Antonio, how are you, my brother? I'm good, man. I just got dropped off by Tiger Woods. So, yeah, you know, we just chilling. See what I'm saying, bro? So you got to start with that bullshit, bro. bro? We, you know, you dropped me off with my Uber, <laughs> this bro. This is so crazy, we, man. I'm not, I'm not even going to entertain that right hey, now. Listen, man. it's crazy right now. We're together um, again in the studio with our guy, Brown. Brown, what's up, man? How are you? What's going on? Good to be here. I'm glad to have you back with us. And uh, also, what's crazy is, real quick, I, I'll just bring this in uh, for a fun fact. Um, Antonio was one of my best men in my, in my wedding, of course. And, uh, my other one was my cousin, which is Nate. And, uh, it, Nate has blessed the podcast today. He is here as well with us right now. So it's spirit. It, no, <laughs> I mean, he physically here, but his spirit yeah, but, still, yeah. you know, so we give a round of applause for my two best men from the wedding. So yeah, we'll give a little man. round of applause absolutely. for that one. And, absolutely. um, well, hey, well hey. thank you, Brown. Hey, That's a ra- I, I, round of applause. As soon as you said, as soon as you said, Nady turned around. He said, "Uh oh, I, I ain't trying to be on the show." He got to disappear now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, we are uh, the A Square Podcast, sponsored by Wolf's Main Beard Care Products. So visit them online at www.wolfsmainbeardcare.com. <laughs> also, make sure you guys check us out at asquaredpodcast.com. Brown, you see what I'm saying, man? <laughs> This is this is amazing. I love it, bro. This is why I love being here. You know what I'm saying? It feels good. Yeah, man. Um, we're we're gonna talk music today, Antonio. I like it. Um, we got some. First off, I want to thank Brown as well. Um, you know he he hooks us up a couple times. You know, being an engineer and um, one of his artists, Darius Lamar. We had him on. Um, everybody loved the show, man. So shout out to you. I think he on right now on our live on our Instagram. Um, but you know, he said, Hey, we, I got more, I got more artists, man. So I, I said, bring them on ASAP, you know? So, uh, we're going to let Brown do the, do the honors and introducing our next guest, man, that we're honored to have on the show, the A square podcast. So Brown, can you please hook us up, man? What's up? What's up? It's your boy, Steve O'Brien, AKA so cool. I got one of my good friends, artists. We've been working since, I don't know how long, but it's been a long time. And 
I'm a headache. He a headache. <laughs> we got there and get the job done and we make stuff happen. And, you know, we moving at a steady pace. Just as long as we moving in the right direction. I don't care how long it's going to take. Just as long as we move correct. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my man all the way from Gabon, Africa. Fresco. Death. Fresco Death. What's man. going on, my brother? How are you, man? Hey, 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 hey. What's going on? What's going on? It's your boy Fresh Go Death. It's it's good to have you on. Um, it, it's good to have you on, man. Um, listen to your music, checked it out. Um, and I'm gonna tell you, man, it's fly, bro. The, the video is fly. We 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 know that. But the music is thank good, you, man. The music is good. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. You know, what I'm on. yeah, I appreciate that, man. Absolutely. No problem. Um, so as we do, um, every guest that comes on, you know, we want to give you an opportunity to kind of tell your story, like where you grew up. Um, if you went to school, obviously from Africa, when you came to the United States, you know what I'm saying? So let the listeners know a little bit about your background, um, for the people, man. All right, for sure. For sure. Well, um, I was born here, Washington, D.C. Um, and I moved from here when I was three years old, straight to Gabon. A French-speaking country located in Central Africa, West Central Africa, to be more specific. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, so uh, I grew up in Gabon, and then, um, yeah, so um, I know the culture is, like, very different, you know. I got to learn a lot of things, different things, and that's pretty much where I started everything, as far as, like, musically speaking, you know. But, um, yeah. That's dope, man. So, um, it's, Afrobeats, man. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, as a DJ, um, there's been some times, you know, where you go in the club and and, and I'm DJing and and either women are sitting in their seats, they dancing in their seats or whatnot, mm-hmm. yeah. and the dudes are standing on the walls. This is me talking to you as a DJ that's playing hip hop, and there's some people standing on the walls and you know other people mingling over here, whatnot. But when Afrobeats yeah. are on. When when that vibe is there, it's an entirely different situation in the room. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody is dancing. Everybody is sweating. Ain't nobody got their phones out. You know what I'm saying? So, how does it feel to you when you hear your music uh, make people uh, dance like that? Oh man, I feel grateful, man. I feel I feel very blessed, especially from where I came from. You know. Um, like the people I grew up with, and uh, a lot of doubters out there. I mean, I'm so hating, you know. <laughs> right, right, but, um, right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I definitely became from uh, like a long way, man. I used to watch like the people I work with uh, on TV back then, and you know, and like me actually working with them and make this happen is is a blessing. And I keep I I got to keep on going for sure, you know. Right. Who are some of your uh, inspirations in this, like uh, artist-wise? Like, who are some of the people that you uh, grew up listening to um, and you vibe into and whatnot? Like, who are some of those people? So um, I'm an old soul, so uh, I listen to a lot of um, Luki Dube from uh, you know Ghana, uh, Duo from Senegal. Um, I'm talking generally speaking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so you should do, I don't know if you heard of him, but it's like a, a major star in, in Africa. It's from Senegal, um, West Africa. 
um, whiskey. I'm pretty sure you heard of whiskey. Mm, yep. You know, um, I mean, whiskey is more like my type of generation. Yeah, so like yeah, back yeah. then, yeah, uh, Tupac, eventually, uh, Kanye West, Jay-Z, um, Lil Wayne, um, yeah, the least. So it's like a plethora of, of different artists and genres that you Yeah, that you definitely. Love. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely, man. So so Brown here, he said, you know, sometimes you a headache, and I'm sure you will say he's a headache as well, right? So set set yeah. the mood. So when you record, man, what set the mood for the people? Like, do you like it when it's dark and only you in the room, or you like when it's parties, throwing money, you know, lights on, what? Like, tell us how you like to record your music. I like to I like to it, be in one of really your is. in one of your videos with those lovely um, beautiful women, <laughs> but I'm married, so I can't. I, I can't be involved. I can be there. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really, it really depends. To be honest with you, of the moon, you know, of the moment. But most of the time, I like to record, like you know, just I like to just be like with uh, with Brown, you know, we're in the studio and you know, listen to some stuff and trying to come up with some 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 dope stuff. You feel me? So uh, yeah, this this is what I like the most though being by myself in the studio and just vibe in the dark, trying to feel the vibe and energy. And uh, yeah. That's good. Absolutely. That's good. So my next question is, man, we're going to get to the nitty gritty, man. So here he you go. Know, I, hey, man. You know, like I, one of the, one of the videos I wish I could grow up on is like the thong song or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I wish I could have been in that video. <laughs> and so I, I would love you know, I've never made a, especially a music video, right? So I want to know, yeah. what what does your day look like when you know it's film time, right? So when you wake up, are people calling you? Um, you know, you got a certain time to be there or are there multiple yeah. takes throughout the day, multiple yeah. days? Tell us the whole, what does it look like from start to finish on shooting a music video? So I definitely saw like two to three days. I mean, no, nah, I won't say three days, two days before because you really, I mean, like, like me, I gotta be ready. I gotta be ready for sure because I take time to like, you know, um, dressed up and stuff like that. I wanna make sure, you know, I'm good out there for sure. You feel me? So yeah, so you know, two days prior when I already get the news, uh, I'm trying to get ready, you know, put my stuff together, go buy this and that. So, you know, um the day the night before, you know, I, I know for sure like the next day I'm I'm on top of my game. Is it when you're when you're shooting a video, can it be sometimes uh, overwhelming? You know what I mean? Like, can it be like really overwhelming when you got all the, the, the lights, the cameras on you, all the people, you know, you're the star of the video. You know, we just we watched this video and I was like, man, the dude got it. You know what I'm saying? You have that. um mm -hmm. that it. That. You know what I'm saying? When 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 I look at you. So like, is it can it be overwhelming for you? No, not at all. No, nah, not for me. I, I like, like that. that. I like that. You sound like LeBron right now. <laughs> I, like, I like You that. sound like LeBron. I'm yeah, always ready. I, I, I ain't like never that. tired. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No, nah, I like that. And I need to see that, you know. And uh, yeah, you, as an audience, I feel like you, you, you got to feel that. Thing. You know, you got to feel that way. Feel so it's never going to stop for sure. Yeah, let, let, let the listeners, though, hear it for themselves, man. Ladies. All right. I'm going to go into it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Drop the record. Come get your chica. Kiss you and press your Lily mama. Lily, 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 Lily,
see me. I can feel your body talking to me. I know this go kill somebody. Your body go kill somebody, somebody, somebody. Come closer, they say. Your hips tell me come me this way. She said she won't chop my money. Baby, come then sweep up, sweep up, sweep up. Summertime too, man. Bro, bro, over there. Are you a radio personality, bro? Yeah, yeah bro. I didn't know. I, heard. I mean, I was saying, hey, I got all this for no reason. I ain't mad at you, bro. Take so, first though, man, where where can people get that that uh, that, that record tool, right man? there? Yeah, we're gonna get platforms that? or what? Uh, everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. Very dope, bro. We'll put the link in the description for everybody so they can check you out, man. And again. Right. Thank you very much for thank joining you, us, man. You. We appreciate you. We're going to keep pushing you. And I told you, we're going to get my homie. When all this is good to go, we're going to bring you out, bro. Well, shit, it, it makes, Atlanta, man. How, how your trip been so far in the, in the A, bro? Well, let's get a what the fuck moment going on. Uh -oh. so let's, get a what the fuck, let's get a what the fuck moment going on. So yesterday, um, I uh, we, we're hungry. You know what I'm saying? And it's a little late. And where we're staying at, there's like nothing no grub hub or nothing is delivering to where we're staying at unfortunately so the one thing that is open is Domino's. so i'm like yo um we'll just order some pizzas you know what i'm saying i see the deal you know uh two pizzas 5.99 a piece mediums let's get it you know what i'm saying we'll just do that so i call um Domino's. dude answers the phone normal under normal circumstances 
I don't work at Domino's, bro, but I noticed how you answer. Thanks for choosing Domino's. How can I take your order, right? Mm-hmm. Or will this be for pickup or delivery? That's how it goes. Call, ring, ring, ring. Hello? I said, hello? He said, hello? I said, is this Domino's? <laughs> he said, he said, he said, yes, Domino's. I said, all right, I'd like to make an order. He said, this, I said, I'd like to make an order. This is how the call went. I want to make an order. All right. <laughs> I said, all right, I'm putting this shit on speakerphone right now. Cause one, if I tell the story, nobody's going to believe me. You know what I'm saying? So I need, I need a witness right now. You know what I'm saying? Put the shit on speakerphone. I said, all right, I want this, this, and this on one pizza. All right. Duh. And I said, I said, and I want this, this, and this on the second pizza. All right. So I said, okay. <laughs> he said, he said, uh, he said, all right, it'll be about an hour and a half. I said, do you, do, do you want the address? <laughs> he just want- throwing out times, dog. I said, do you want the address? She'll be October thirteenth. He said, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I give him so I give him the address. And then he says, All right, so yeah, like an hour and a half. I said, Do you want the payment information? Jesus Christ. He said, Oh yeah. Bro. So I give him the pay I, bro, I'm giving him the, the information, but I'm I'm just I need somebody to witness this shit. So this is the shit that happens to me all the time. Antonio, how many times have I come on this podcast and told you a story that would you would be like, that's unbelievable, right? Yeah. But I got I I this is the shit that happens to me. So we get the pizza ordered, hang up. Nate immediately says, You know that pizza's not coming, right? I said, What you mean? He said, That pizza's not coming, bro. Yeah. I, said, I said, All right, so I'm gonna call back. So I call back, and when I call back, uh, Indian guy answers the phone. He says, how can I take, uh, you know, how can I help you? I say, yeah, I just want to make sure we got the right order. Right. Make sure we got the address. Right. He said, what's the phone number? Give him the phone number. He said, what you order? <laughs> I said, no, you tell you me tell- what I ordered. <laughs> so then he tells me, he tells me what I ordered. And he said the card, he said the card didn't go through. Oh, it went through. I said, I said, no. Yeah, I it said, went through. Don't worry I about said, it. well, let's get it. I said, let's get it right. You saying everything that everybody said too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, yeah. <laughs> Your you, credit score going to be seven. I know. I know. So I said, seven. <laughs> so I said, give him the information. He said, okay, it went through. It's going to be about 45 minutes. I said, all right, man. I hung up the phone. Nate said, you know, that pizza <laughs> is not coming. I said, well, I'm calling them back. Oh, I call, shit. So I called back. I called back. And the Indian dude answers the phone again. I said, yeah, I just want to make sure everything went through and I got the order right. He said, <laughs> what's the number? I said, I gave him my phone number. He said, you already called five <laughs> times. I said, I said, fuck it, bro. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And he said, cancel then. And he, and he hung up on me. Yeah. So to, to the, the listeners A. out there, that's yeah. your what the fuck moment. Yeah. That's the what yeah. the fuck moment for Welcome A Square Podcast. A, 
83 is the episode, if I'm not mistaken, bro. Episode 83? I think so. We at 83? That's your what the fuck moment on 83, bro. That's a fact. Let's welcome yeah. to the A. So why, why, welcome to the A. That pizza was never coming to begin with. No, somebody got a pizza. What you mean? You pay for it, bro. I've been I've been checking my account every day. I, I change <laughs> I change my notifications from uh from three hundred dollars. Like if something come out of my account that's over three hundred dollars, it notify me to anything over five dollars, bro, is notifying me right now. So that's your what the fuck moment for eighty three, bro. <clears throat> Wow, that's good, man. Hopefully they don't now take too much. That's not good, you. nigga. Yeah, what hopefully they mean? don't take too much from you, bro. <laughs> well, that's good. It's dead out here. You dead what, out here. What? What? That's good. What well, you mean? That's good. <laughs> you gonna be in Atlanta every week? That's what that shit is. Um, I definitely want. You know, we don't want to be remiss, man. Of this is Black History Month. You know, what I'm saying that like last couple of days, but it's Black History Month, man. Absolutely. So I want to. I want to read off some of the inventions that, um, obviously things that we didn't learn in school, right? You always got to dig and, and search for black history. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely want to read off. Um, I got about 30 items here, but I'll read off like 10 to 15 items. of okay. Just things that um, African-Americans invented, man, that, that people might not know. You know, so automatic gear shift. Um, America's first clock. Automatic elevator doors. The blimp. Blood banks. Uh, the clothes dryer, dustpan, electric lamp, folding chair, mm. gas heating furnace, gas mask, the golf tee. Black people don't play, play golf. Golf tee. Security home system. Ice cream scooper. Ironing board. Lawnmower. I know they. I know they created uh, ironing boards because boy, we have some creases oh, yeah, yeah, in them yeah, jeans, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Increase creases, and you know uh, uh, a lawnmower too, cause shit. A uh, black parent make you mow the lawn when you seven. Yeah, yeah. Quick lawn sprinkler, mailbox, the modern lock, and I'll read one more: the modern toilet. So y'all could look mop. It's more stuff, bro. Like it, y'all could go do your own research. It's it's a trillion things that black people invented, man, and and those are items that we use every day across the world, bro. Like an ice cream scooper, like come on, man. So, shout out to the to those inventors and the future inventors. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. There's people that's that's being born now that's gonna cook up something that's gonna change the world, man. So, definitely, um, you know, to them, you know, Black History Month is not it's not a month, really. You know, like you said, it's a lifestyle, it's yeah, a it's movement. Life. It's 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 every, every day, day bro. every it's day, every bro, day. every day. You know, so um, shout out to them, man. Tennessee, um, they proposed a law. And the law is that the biological father can stop an abortion. Right. And they want to see if it can obviously go forward, you know, because obviously it's a, you know, the women get to choose is, you know, pro-life or, or, you know, the abortion and the male really has no say so in it. <clears throat> so they're proposing that, Hey, to see, can the biological father, obviously if this is not a rape case or something, exigent circumstances around right, us, you know, just, right. just straightforward. You, you, you know who the father is, but you don't want to have the kid. Can the father have a say so or stop the abortion? Cause maybe he will want to take care of the kids. So Tennessee, um, proposed that, um, uh, and I'll try to do some more research, you know, in the future to see where we're at with it. But what you think about that, man? So this is, this is my honest opinion is my opinion only. Um, we've heard 
many women say don't tell us you know what to do with our bodies because we're the ones that have to carry this child for nine months and that's facts you know what i'm saying i can't imagine what it's like to carry a human being inside of my body you know what i'm saying for nine months and and you know with, with the possibility even of death right you know what i'm saying like people yeah. die giving birth you know what i'm yeah. saying like this it's it's right. real bro and you like, gotta change it, what you do as a person when you're carrying a human you know what i'm saying absolutely. that's what no drinking no driving i mean well a little driving but no drinking no smoking no having fun yeah. none of that stuff yeah like it's, it's a lifestyle change um and and then on the other on the other note um for a male you're like what you just said what if he does want to take care of the child he has no say in it you know what i'm saying it was all good when you guys were having sex unprotected but now that there's a human being involved now if if the woman doesn't want to have the child but the man does want to have like he's okay with taking care of the child he has no choice in that and i think that that is a bit of a it it's a bit of a problem you know what i'm saying to me and the other thing bro um that i really feel about it is is that what if what if the man didn't want to have the child? He has no say in that either. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like what if he what if he's not ready like the woman? You know what I'm saying? Like the woman's not ready, so she chooses not to have the child. What if the male is not in a position where he feels like he's not ready to 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 take care of a child cuz even though he doesn't have to physically have the child either A, he's going to have to be He's going to be, he's going to change his life and take care of this child or be, be a deadbeat father and leave the and child. And still be financially responsible and, to take and care of him. still be financially. Exactly. And how many times have you known or have we seen stories of women getting pregnant by either wealthy men or whatever the case may be? in the situations and then they keep the child you know what i'm saying because it is a financial situation i mean we got to be realistic about this right. so that's my my point so i think that there should be something that happens but i don't know how we can get to that point without um making women feel like they don't have a say because they are physically you know, I, I think it is a conversation that needs to be had in the court system, though, because, yeah. you know, let's let's say so life. Right. Men have had it way easier than women. Right. right. And that's no debate <laughs> like across the board. And over time, we start to realize that that is a problem. So we have guidelines in place to to try to mitigate those problems right or somebody who's uh white might have more or does have more advantages than somebody that's a minority right that's proven so we mitigate these things to make sure that that doesn't happen or there's consequences of it happening so in the court system it seems like it's flipped around you know like women with kids have it way easier than a male with a kid right or a situation with the male Right. And if we understand that these are problems, you know, even like when I fought for joint custody, I had to fight for joint custody. Right. The mother didn't have to fight for custody at all. Right. 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 Like some mothers aren't fit to have a kid just because you can give birth to a kid doesn't mean you can take care of a kid. Right. 100%. So. So if if somehow we have to have that conversation of some of these laws need to be skewed or at least try to make it more even for the father, the biological father. Right. And like I said, this isn't rape situations or yeah, whatever, whatever. I mean, that's it, like situations like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right. Obviously it, it, you know, 
it that's an obvious situation. Right. But there needs to be more. Some of these laws need to be looked at more to give either the power, uh, the father, some of the power or to say, OK, well, now both of you guys have to prove your case on why you should be able to take care of this kid. Right. It has to be something to help out the other side, because if wrong is wrong, then that's wrong. Right. It and, and it has it to is. be. It's, the point is, it, it, it should be a conversation to be had. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some type of stipulations in certain things. One, like if you guys both, if you guys wore a condom and something happened, you know, maybe then things can be changed or, or, you know, a conversation can be had about that. But if you guys are both, you know what I'm saying? She's not on birth control at all. And you guys are having unprotected sex. Well, what leads to kids? You know what I'm saying? Unprotected sex, you know what I'm saying? And no birth control. So, I mean, I think that there's a conversation that that should be had, but I don't want to speak up for for a woman. You know what I'm no, saying? No, no, so, absolutely. I mean, but we're also but on yeah. the, the, I would say, the losing side of this. So I think it's good that we I are agree. speaking up about it. You know, yeah. only and I'm only speaking on the the laws and the guidance for a male fighting for their kid. Right. That's right, what. That's right. the pocket that I'm talking about. Not overall. Um, but we're just saying that that is a voice that is not being heard in the court systems. You know and and I think it's a tough decision, you know what I'm saying? Even for the woman, like if we say, let's say, um, you know, this, this, this guy did want to keep the child, but the woman didn't want to keep the child. So if she was not forced, but if that was what it was and she had to have the child and he takes the child, now she's going to feel like the deadbeat parent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey, <laughs> but it's it, but it's been like that for guys though right that's what I'm you know saying. what i'm saying right. so it, it 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 there it has to be a conversation that has to be held and that's all i have to say about that we and we can get women on here to talk about it bro like let's let's get some women on here to talk about it yeah um just hopefully people stay safe tonight you know in atlanta or just around the world man it's, it's getting ugly like covid is still out here bro just because you got a vaccine shot don't mean nothing bro you can still get the coronavirus and you can still probably spread it, bro. So just be careful. Man. So what is going on in Atlanta? Bro? Be careful, man. I don't know. So, uh, so we're not as bad as, so we'll do a little COVID update, man. So I'm not even talking about COVID. What you talking about? I'm talking about what, bro, I'm seeing fights happening at the, at the, was it Cumberland mall or whatever? Yeah. Cumberland mall. Yeah. So they tore that motherfucker up last night. I see, I'm seeing hella videos with people's cars have no tires, bro. So the car just sitting there with no tires. Hey. <laughs> like, time, uh, time, I know times is rough, bro, but. Y'all better start Ubering around here, bro. Y'all just checking out, y'all just walking around, checking, make, let me see, let's see what these tires, I'm gripping these tires right yeah. here, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Black good, market. Yeah. yeah, let's get them front two right here. Black market. <laughs> Hey, don't park legally, bro. They get you. Um, but on some serious stuff, man, it's been what America's had over 500,000 deaths, bro. Um, yeah. So it's it's ugly for from COVID, man. So please be careful out there. Um, you see Johnson & Johnson got approved for their one-shot vaccine. I did, I did yeah. So um, to the, I know to the listeners out there, last week I said, um, you know, there's c- certain shots that are about to expire. So, you know, different company or different states and counties and stuff were giving their shots away for free. So keep checking on that. You know, if you really want one or you want a loved one to have one, um, but you just don't qualify yet, uh, just just keep checking to make sure that, hey, if they're about to expire, they're going to give them away. You know, did so, you get yours? No, I'm not getting mine. 
So um, I've I've had, you know, I'm a first responder, bro. So <clears throat> this is only, I'm only speaking on behalf of Antonio. So do not take what I'm saying oh, listen, listen. and do it. I'm not speaking on behalf hear? of DJ. I'm not speaking on behalf of A Square <laughs> Podcast. I'm speaking on behalf of me. What's up? What are you going to say? I said, there was a clip going around with Wendy Williams, and they asked her, uh, Dr. Oz asked her, he said, are you taking the vaccine? She said, no. He said, uh, I mean, do it, why? I mean, what was going on? She was like, I tell you the same thing I just told you, no. Yeah. He said, is there anything I can do or any information that I can? She said, Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So a little bit about me. So um, if y'all know me, you know, I've never done a drug in my life. Right. So I don't put anything in my body. I didn't actually take my first sip of alcohol till after I graduated college. Am I lying, Aaron? No, you're not. So I don't need. Because all through all through when we went to college together. Yeah. OK. Here we, down here we at go. ISU. Here we, go. we would go to the rugby house. We would be out kicking mm-hmm. it, bro. Yeah. We'd be out kicking. It. Everybody would be drinking, bro. You know, actually, I don't even think I was drinking then. No, I wasn't drinking then. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. That was that was more uh, Joe's. Joe's, you start yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, like so. So I didn't put anything in my body that I don't. I don't see the benefit of it now. I drink now, you know, occasionally, but it's not. I'm not drinking every day. So that's first off. That's for me. Second, <clears throat> last time I took a flu shot was '06. Ask me why I took the flu shot. Why did you take the flu shot? Because it was free. <laughs> I was in college. They said free flu. I said free. Let's sign me up, boy. Soon as I took that flu shot, bro, I was damn near sick for two days, and and I don't ever get sick. So I so I asked the doctor. I said, so how how come I got sick when I got the flu shot, thinking it was supposed to stop me from getting the flu? He said, no, 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 no. It's supposed to give you a symptom or a strand of the flu so that if, when you catch the real flu, you, but they say you'll it's, get it's less. Dead. Vi- they give you the dead virus. Correct, correct. They, they give you the dead, the dead virus, virus so, so that you can be immune and be prepared for so your you body get can be ready for it. Right, right. I said, so hold on. So y'all got me sick <laughs> when I don't get sick. I said, all right, you got me once. Never again. So that was 06, bro. It's, 20, it's 2021 now. So What's that? Damn near 14, 15 years, bro. I've damn near had like a sniffle and, and that's it. So I don't get sick. I try to take care of my body. I don't. I try to eat healthy, all this shit. So I'm not going to put anything in my body that they created in six, seven months to hopefully stop the COVID, but you can still catch COVID. That's the thing. So social distancing, um, wearing masks, all that stuff. You still have to do anyway if you get the vaccine. So to I me, just wanna, I've been I just safe wait. trying to do that. I just want to wait a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I know how I, I do. I, I have doctor friends. I, you know what I'm saying? Um, that have told me all about this. I'm only speaking for me, just like you're speaking for you. I want to wait a little bit so that I can see what happens. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying that as of now, I'm going to wait to see what happens with people because I don't want. I, if somehow some people just magically start dying out of this and then we see the fucking commercials coming on TV talking about if you've taken the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and you or, you know, so a lo- you have a loved one that died. You know what I'm saying? Call us now. You have a right to an attorney like I don't I could go, But then again, I could go and get hit by a car today. Yep, facts. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's a fact. So I just said I, I personally for me, I just felt 
comfortable with um I feel comfortable with waiting. But I'll uh, especially especially since I haven't DJed since March of last of year, last bro. Year, so yeah. I don't I have been around less than a handful of people, you know what I'm saying, where I'm where I'm like in a setting with people. You know what I'm saying? Like I haven't been around more than, you know, four people at once in over a year. Yeah. You know, uh, in, uh, in about a year. Yeah. And I definitely, I mean, if my profession says it's mandated, I have to take it, then I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, but until then, if I still have the 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 choice to choose yes or no, and, and I've said this plenty of time, I wish I could give mine away, man. I know there's pe- plenty of people out there that can't get it. I, I, I've turned it down three times, man. I wish I could give mine away because I think that that's somebody's right. If somebody's going to feel secure with it, I wish they could have it. Right. For me, I'm just not ready right now. I don't I don't see the the benefits of it. But then again, it could be my ignorance, you know. But then again, it could also it's my life history has taught me, you know what I'm saying? I don't need that to kind of stay healthy. So but then again, we, hey, we can have some doctors on, they could try to convince me, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I don't have all the information. But that's once again, and that's another I'm thing. I don't, me. I, I don't have all the information. You know what I'm saying? I haven't I haven't I've spoken to people, but I haven't been in depth conversation with them. You know what I'm saying? Like it, the, the stuff that I hear, it's just the stuff on TV and they're just saying, yeah, take it. We need to we need to just take it. And, you know, the one thing that that um concerns me the most about it is the fact that. The way that they talk about the the. Uh, poverty communities and they talk about african-american people when when i hear you know whether it's uh government officials or i hear um a government official bring in like a doctor and they say we have to push this out to our uh, to our uh people that are living in poverty we have to push it out to our african-american brothers and sisters we have when they say that stuff it it makes me feel like why are y'all in such a a rush to get something to help us now when we can never get help with anything else. And you I know think what that's I'm saying? Just America. There's a lot of countries that don't even have a vaccine too, man. Right. Absolutely. But you get what I'm saying though. Like no, you just, I do. I do. you I consistently do. pushing it like, but you don't do that for anything else. I don't hear them talk about any type of healthcare for people of color. You know what I'm saying? Or whatnot. And now I would, also- I would be more inclined if they was like, Hey, all, all the, the rich people getting them. <laughs> Only the rich people getting them for now. You know what I'm saying? Then I'd be like, oh yeah, hold on now, something going on. You know what I'm saying? But when you're just pushing it out to um, the people who are who are struggling financially and stuff like that, and you're, it, it just doesn't seem right to me. It seems funny, and it's also counterintuitive to. I don't know if the listeners out there know this, but Texas and Mississippi and some other states are about to go lift their mask mandate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Starting March 10th. That's in a couple of days, bro. March Absolutely. 10th. They're going to let businesses go full capacity. Like, yeah. so that's kind of defeating the purpose of if you haven't vaccinated everybody, but we, everybody should get vaccinated, but then yet you letting everything open up and no protection there. Like that, that means more people are going to get affected. Like the, the fucking curve is going down right now, bro. You know what I'm saying? The the daily deaths are going down, which is a positive. That means we're heading so, the but, right but way. Th- but that's that's telling people right there. There's a re what is the reason behind that? Well, there is a mask mandate. Right. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? But there is p- telling people to, you know, social distance, you know what I'm saying? To we so if you if you know what the wh- how things are getting better, if you know how things are getting better, then why 
go back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it do- that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. It doesn't. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, what else going on, man? Uh, you got let's, we, let's, we got some yeah, man. Let's do a cornbread let's review. Real let's real. do the cornbread review, bro. So to to the listeners out there, man, um, there was a movie that came out. And I've been waiting um, on this movie to come Ju- out, by the way. Judas and the Black Messiah. Look up the trailer and then go watch it. You know, it's, it's phenomenal. Judas and the Black Messiah. But but they sneaked one in on me, man. What they do, bro? They snuck an album out, bro. Like, this is like this was when we was growing up. Remember, like... Um, this, is a, this is a soundtrack, bro. A soundtrack. Like, is- like, remember when Rush Hour came out and it was yeah. a whole soundtrack? Blue Streak. Boomerang, boomerang, like, like, come on, man! Like that was when when movies came out. It was a whole three sixty, right? The whole production done, like, and that's what I miss. And I think this Black Messiah, Judas and the Black Messiah, it 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 encompasses what black people have been through for the past what this this happened in sixty eight, so the past fucking sixty years, yeah. Um, and then the music also transpires that too, and and and, and it seeps through the soundtrack. So before I do my cornbread review, we're gonna mix it up a little bit, man. DJ, play that shit, man. Play. And this is what it feels like. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. And this is what it feels like. I can listen to him every day, man. That's a fact, bro. Yeah. Wish I got up on him earlier, man. Look, the only reason I survive because it's special first. You get successful, then it gets stressful thirst. Gonna test you, see what your texture's worth. Diamonds and bites, one of them pressure first. Street, still I get checks and spurts. I'm for peace, but before I get pressed, I'm murked. Better days, pray for, but expecting worse. At this level, boy, I'm just less concerned. Cruising in the six, looking at the proceeds of rap music on my wrist. Drop another mixtape, my booming out this young Malcolm. I'm the leader of the movement out this love. And this is what it feels like. Reach a level, make you question, is it real life? All of good, all of real tight. And the only rule, keep your dollar bills right. This is what it feels like. Uh. That shit sound good, right, bro? This is what it feels like. Huh? <laughs> and this is he what can it do feels no like. wrong, bro. It don't matter what he do. No wrong. He can do no wrong, bro. And this is what it feels like. Scorpion bricks, way before Orbeez double disc. On my lap, clap, sound like 40 did the mix. Filtered bass, sip. Like a Michelin star chef, chef, kiss to my wrist, I go dummy with my left, I arrest on my, try to audit all my checks, too late, you know they hate when you become more than they expect, you let them crack a storm, your capital put their feet up on your desk, and yet you talking tough to me, I lost all my little respect, I'm selling in the open, bringing folks home from the feds, I know the payback gonna be mean, I'm saving all my little bread, pray for me, y'all, one day I'ma have to pay for these thoughts, real this thing, it ain't safe for me, my dog, they killing they on hood that makes sense to you at all you burnt your bridge to the other side you know you can't swim across y'all know can't swim they fried my got me died y'all know can't win you never land no jokes aside i arrived on the day fred hampton got murdered. hold up assassinated just to clarify further which y'all gave birth is the chairman mixed with jeff ford big step on the jet with my legs crossed black stones on my neck y'all can't kill christ black messiah is what i feel like they gon' stop cause y'all spill blood We gon' turn up even more since y'all killed and this is what it feels like You can't tell me this record ain't hard, bro And this is what it feels like 
We can cut it, bro. We can and cut that, it. That, that, that right there was a, was that was that was tough. And you know what? I'm gonna just keep it all the way at G with you, bro. Oh, can I be honest? What? He's the devil. Who? Oh. Well, shit. I, I'm going to get tattooed 666 oh. there. What you mean, yeah, bro? You have, you have to after yeah. that. Because, bro, he can, Nas got a record on here, too. He can't live, bro. Bro, and that's, that's, that is dirty. All that the is time, dirty. Bro. That is dirty. We talk about this shit all the time. Like, and that record is hard. EMP, what is it? M, uh, no. I, oh, you talking about uh, you talking about Nas? Yeah, the, the record. Yeah, I can't yeah. even remember it because and it's of, fire of, too. Of and yeah. it's fire too. It's twenty two tracks of fire, bro. <laughs> it is. But why is Jay Z doing this, bro? Why does he do that? He no, bro. Come on, man. You can't tell me he ain't know. I think he what's already, happening. He let, he let Nas get to get his shit off. No, so I think what happens is whoever the powers that be reach out to Jay Z and they say, "Hey, can you do this for me?" And he says, "No." And then they go to Nas and they say, hey, can you do this for me? And he says, yes. And Jay-Z gets wind of that. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to do it now. I no, no. He don't, say, he don't say I'm going to do it now. He just send the verse. Oh, my God. Send, send the verse anonymously. Uh, they just get a he, notification. Huh? Like, yeah. And they just say click from the, from, from the, from the Carter estate. That's all you get. And you'd be like, oh, shit, I got it. So now he fucked you. He mind fucked yeah. you. And you're not going to tell Nas no again oh, when he already sent it in. What? It's already done. And the money already been took yeah. out your account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, sure. the money is gone, bro. We're putting both of them out. $200,000 for the verse is gone out of your account. And y'all ain't sign no paperwork you just got <laughs> he sent you the the carter estate foundation they sell uh, a uh, flows Man. they sent it to you this is but uh, shit, that song crazy. is called what what it feels like um by nipsey hustle uh rest in peace to him featuring jay-z but it's 22 songs man on on the the judas and the black messiah soundtrack man so definitely go check out the music watch the movie first and then check out the music that's at least how i like the vibe but yeah, yeah some yeah. of y'all might like the music first and then because y'all could be listening to this and then go listen to the uh album and then when you get home go check out the movie but <clears throat> go ahead man when you think about just just real quick bro um, when you, it almost hurts to know how dope Nipsey was, bro. And to be gone at such a young age and the things that he was doing, you know, pr pr while he was rapping, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then passing, it's just like, damn, man, this dude really had that it, you know what I'm saying? That would have put him in the, he was already in the rooms with the greats you know what i'm saying he was already in the rooms so it was just like god man it's, just, it's it sucks that you know that 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 people prey on your downfall for real you know what i'm saying like they, they I think really do man. i think he was the new generations tupac and biggie you know yeah, we, we were I 10 agree. we were 10 11 when they passed you know what i'm saying so we'll re i remember where i was you know to this day when I Me heard too. found out that yeah. Tupac died, you know what I'm saying? So, so I think the, the new generations that's their Nipsey Hubs or, or Pop Smoke or you know, one of those, one yeah, of those, yeah, one yeah, of those, yeah. absolutely, uh, yeah. artists, man. So, shout out to him. So, Cornbread Review, man, uh, said it enough, Judas and the Black Messiah. So, number one, um, <clears throat> acting, they need to start putting respect on Daniel Kalua's name, bro. Okay, he, he ain't American. He's British, like ninety nine percent of the Americans that you see in, in in film right now, other than Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent, the only American that I know, bro. Him and Denzel, that's the only two Americans I know. Everybody black in movies is British. I don't know, it's the weirdest shit ever. But Daniel Kaluuya, um, you know, he was in Get Out. He was in uh, Queen of Slim. He was in a uh, Black Panther. Uh, what else was he in? He was in um, 
uh, Widows, but he's uh, he's in all those movies. Go watch anyway. But Daniel Kaluuya, beast man, and Lakeith uh, Stanfield. Um, this acting man, powerful. Um, it was very moving. I, first off, so I how I judge acting, even though I'm not an actor. I think I could be passionate in certain scenes. I could be caring in certain scenes. I think I can, you know, if I feel like I can do it, or at least it doesn't look that hard, I don't think uh, you're not going to get a high rating to me. These are people that I'm like, there's no way I can pull this shit off, bro. How they were acting, how they were, I don't know, not, number one, remembering all the lines, like to the speeches or, or just doing all what they were doing, man, is phenomenal. Right, right. Um, so five out of five for acting for me, man. Cinematography. <clears throat> um, so this place, this takes place in uh, Chicago in 1968. Um, it's a charter for uh, the Black Panthers when they were starting to form up. Uh, the cars, clothes, slang, all look legit, you know, for that time. Um, but it wasn't too many special effects, stunts, you know, things that have put you over the top to be cinema, uh, cinematic uh, excellence. Right. So uh, f- for me, you got four out of five cinematography storytelling. Um, like I just said, it was basically it was to stop uh, the new arising of a messiah. Right. The next Malcolm X, the next Martin Luther King. Right. This is the time where blacks were starting to form coalitions, which they did like the Black Panther uh, and and stop the police brutality, stop um, <clears throat> black depression or not depression. Um, You know what I'm trying to say, right? Like just just stop the uprising of them. So um, there was a Judas. <laughs> which hence the name is of an individual who was facing jail time and he was black. So he said, you got to infiltrate this, uh, the black Panthers and stop this from happening. Right. And come back in and tell, um, us everything so we can either kill him or stop them from growing. So I remember when you said, what's the difference between rats and snitches? Mm-hmm. Remember you said that? Yeah. So to me, this is a rat, right? I don't think snitches like, you know, they tell on you, they didn't, they didn't do it, or if they did, they it's it's real quick and out. But this is dude, like he he was there for years helping them. Uh, honestly, killed them. You know what I'm saying? He helped them get killed, and then he didn't even have remorse for it or anything. You know, he did a documentary years right. later. Right. Um. <clears throat> great long time. Uh, or the the movies, I think two hours long or something like that. So great long uh, runtime. So it wasn't any shortcuts in the movie. So five out of five storytelling for me. Um. Also, did I get what I bought? It was on HBO Plus. Um, it was graphic, bro. I wasn't ready for that. It was graphic, violent. Um, you know, it wasn't any sex scenes though, which was good. You know, it was pretty pretty rare. You get that like rated R scene, rated R movies, but with no sex scenes. Um, so four point five out of five for that. And is it a must see? As you tell that we passionate about this movie, man. So it's a five out of five. Like I said, it is rated R. It's a great conversation starter. Um, Fred Hampton, obviously due to documentaries on who he was. And just like you said, Nipsey Hussle, man, I had this conversation with a couple of people. <clears throat> Malcolm X was the oldest individual who passed away, who was fighting for those rights, right? Who got murdered. And he was 39. Everybody else is so young, man. So young that they accomplished so much at a yeah, young so age time. and yeah. so little time. Like think about where you was at at 21. Right. Right. Like, was you ready to lead a movement? 
Right. Was you ready to have the followers and, di- and, and be willing to die for and it? Be willing to die for it. Was you ready to have the followers way before Instagram and Facebook? Right, like real right. followers. That's why yeah. that's my struggle yeah. with with Facebook <laughs> and all that shit. Now, like that shit's fake to me. You know what I'm saying? Like you, <laughs> people got a million followers but can't ask ten people to borrow money in real life. You know what I'm saying? Not, not, yeah. not on yeah, GoFundmes, yeah, yeah. but in real life. You know what I'm saying? Who have these conversations with? So, um. They have movements, man. So that's very inspiring shit. You know, that no age, man, if if right is right and wrong is wrong, you know, and they stuck up. So Fred Hampton, that's the name that you, you should be knowing, not the fuck boy who uh who set him up. So right, right. Um right. so mm-hmm. overall, my first twenty twenty one uh cornbread review of the year, five out of five stars for me, man. Um, and thank the listeners again. And also, man, visit a squarepodcast.com uh, and for finally uh, as always, we are sponsored by WolfsmaneBeardCare.com. Uh, go ahead and use the uh, promo code on that too. It's A2P uh, for A Square Podcast. Two. Number two. A, yeah, the number two, uh, A2P for uh, 10% off, man. And that's Ooh. also on top of the 30% off that you, the free delivery. The free delivery if you spend over 35 or more. So, hey, man, and hey. make sure you subscribe to the website too. To yeah, both. Absolutely. To Wolfman yeah. and to A Square Podcast.com. Yeah. Subscribe, man. Yeah, man. Exclusive stuff coming soon, man. So until next time, we're going to get up out of here. But Antonio, what do you always tell the people, man? Hey, just because Black History Month almost over, please keep your shoes by your feet, bro. It don't matter. It don't matter. That's a fact, man. So until next time, we out of here, y'all. Peace.